At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 359. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the director of SEO for Advanced Local. How was your trip, bud? Oh, it was fun. I hadn't been back to New York in quite some time, and so I really enjoyed it. Did they wine and dine you? Uh, we went to a barbecue place just a, like a block or so away from one uh, World Trade uh, it was, I'm a big barbecue fan, but I prefer barbecue places where you sit at picnic tables and they put paper towels on the, on the table, <laughs> not the fancy ones, <laughs> but oh, it was, it was good. Of course it was fancy. Yeah. But it was yeah. actual barbecue. I hope not. It was actually really good barbecue and probably some of the better baked beans I've ever had, but like they were missing simple stuff like bread and banana. <gasps> <laughs> Seriously? Like they didn't have the cornbread and stuff? No, no, no breads at all. What? It's... Uh. It's it's bad diets. Food, is, <laughs> I guess. Oh man! Well, glad you had a good time. I would have. It was there sometime. My wife and I is always. My mom. My my mom wants to go. My wife also talks about it all the time too. So. Yeah. All right. Well, first off, I have good news for listeners. Um, we finally got our act in gear, and the SEO 101 podcast now has a show notes newsletter. Uh, you can sign up for it at at seo101radio.com. That's seo101radio.com. That just uh, is a nice shortcut to our page where you can log uh, sign up. And that's on step forth. So we're going to be sending that out um, a day or two probably after um, every episode is released. So, um, and I forgive, there's, forgive me if there's a couple days off here and there, but uh, we're going to try and keep this up uh, for, for good. And I think it'll be a big benefit because oftentimes we talk about things, we don't have links to them. This is a good way for you to follow up on anything we've discussed and perhaps remind you about something that you thought was interesting, but you, well, like me, have a bad memory and it just skipped your mind. So hopefully it is, it is of some help to you. It's about time. <laughs> it, is, it is about time. We'll, we'll, you want to post a, we'll pin a post at the top of the Facebook group too. Um, so if you're there, you can just go over and click the link and get straight to it. Yeah, we have it um, 
on our Facebook group. I think it's the second post, but it's, um, it just looks like uh, SEO. I've got to, I've got to get a better one that actually has a image announcing that, that newsletter. Cause it's on a page. It's just an embedded form on a page about SEO one one In any case, we will get something better up there and pin it up there. That's big move. I was trying to add actually a, um, a form of some kind, some kind of an embed within Facebook. I know you can do that on pages, but apparently not in groups. So that sucks. Oh, that is weird. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some Google My Business issues. Man alive, that has been a mess in the last little while. I mean, everything's, well, not everything. Most things are working, but there have been some very odd, somewhat high level issues. So first of all, what I'm calling the short name massacre. Um, <laughs> there was a point where Google was suggesting that you go in and create a short name for your business. So this would be, uh, you know, some kind of a, a mixture of words that you could use in advertisements that would be like a shortcut directly to your Google My Business listing. Sounds wonderful. Um, it has no no relevance whatsoever in SEO, um, but it was something that's important, of course, to your, your business if you're using Google My Business. Um, anyways, when people added them, uh, a, a select number, a fair, fair few actually, because it became a, quite an issue, um, were suspended <laughs> without any real explanation, which is pretty typical. Um, so their Google My Business listings just popped. Um, and the way that they had to fix it, again, odd as it can be, is to go back in and either change that short name or remove it entirely. Um, and, not, and sometimes changing it did nothing. Um, more often than not, removing it helped. Was that was that Google's direction to go in and change it or remove it, or is that just kind of something that people figured out? It was a figure out thing, trial by error. Um, mm. And some people, um, one guy, I, I noticed him trying to follow this in the forum, mentioned that um, adding his business name more directly in it helped. But again, I don't, I haven't seen anything that works for everyone, uh, which is. Interesting, especially since there's also an issue with responding to Q&A on Google My Business. All of a sudden, you can't respond to questions and answers within your desktop Google My Business access. Um, and I, That sort of gives away the next bit. Um, no one thought you could do it anywhere, but someone, uh, in this case, uh, who was it? Ben Fisher gave Joy Hawkins a tip that you can use your uh, Google, Mo Google Maps app on your phone and you'll be able to access it and answer questions that have been posed to you on your Google My Business listing. Google, again, said this is something they're trying to fix, but it hasn't been fixed yet. Yeah, They're moving so quickly, things happen, I guess. And uh, these are some real oddities. That's nothing compared to having your listing suspended, though. <laughs> that's pretty yeah, awful. That, that's pretty bad, yeah. especially if you rely on Google My Businesses. A lot of businesses are these days. It, yeah, completely. Um, in fact, I should check my email. I was working with someone on this. Um, they had said that they also lost, had been suspended. And it occurred to me when I saw this note in the forums that maybe they got hit by this. And I asked her whether or not she had added a short name. And I haven't seen a reply. So maybe she will give me something here. Um, another bit while I look this up is Google had been saying or had recently said that you have more control over your cover photos. And to quote them, it says, businesses can easily set their preferred profile cover photo, putting their best foot forward, unquote. 
<laughs> well, the, the, the community got quite excited about that because finally they'd have some control over which images are used to reflect their brand. Unfortunately, with Google, as this is sort of they've done this many times in the past for SEOs, um, they are only considering them suggestions and are often ignoring them and just going ahead with what they choose. Well, they kind of have to do that because who knows what people would put up there. You know, if, if a, if a image for a business was, you know, a racist or sexist or something like that, they're not going to use it. So they have to say, it's just a suggestion. It just matters how, how much of a filter they're going to put on that kind of stuff. Right. How, how open are they actually going to be? Does this, does, so does this really say that they're being really, are they, Say they're not using people's um, images a lot, or is this happening just occasionally? I guess that's the question I would ask. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's enough of a uh, a scope on this. It was Joy Hawkins, and I know she works with a lot of different businesses, so I would expect that she's tried um, selecting it and seeing whether that it works. Um, but yeah, it. I think they should give the people the right to choose their own imagery if they if they do something stupid and use something they shouldn't use, well, they get smacked. Uh, yeah. That's just the way it should be. That's, you know, that's when your account should be suspended. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, um, I just looked at it and know my client, unfortunately didn't even know what a short name is. So this is not her issue. Damn it. I was hoping to be that easy. Um, anyway, she, she had her listing, um, uh, Suspended, and we're still trying to figure out why. Unfortunately, Google didn't say much. What did they, she actually sent me what they said, um, and that is actually <laughs> um, where I get back to one of the other notes here, and that is that they're responding to people who are requesting for help with a fairly boilerplate phrase, and I think it's because of all these issues they're getting overwhelmed. Here's it is quoted. The specialist team responsible for reviewing and reinstating listings is currently facing a backlog and response may be delayed for up to two to three weeks. Wow. While the team works through this backlog, we suggest refraining from submitting duplicate escalations if you've already sent in a request and have not heard back from the team. We appreciate your patience while the team works through these requests, unquote. Let's, yeah, let's just point out that the they <laughs> let's just let's just point out that they said that the, the responses may be delayed up to two or three weeks, not getting it fixed, just exactly. actually talking to them. Wow. If if a small business is heavily relying on this and they get caught up in this this is really bad news yeah regrettably this team is currently experiencing a huge backlog i've got so a slightly different response that my client received um anyways we're going through everything anyone else out there who has any issues give me a call if you can or, or email me and i'll do my best to help you as well i might as well get a bunch of us going here <laughs> the more people i can help at once the better um anyway it he they do suggest filling out the reinstatement request form but again you'll just be put into that backlog Wonderful. Well, the, so they, they suggest doing the reinstatement request, but what if you don't know why you were suspended, right? How are you going to That's ask? just it. And that's what she didn't know. Um, yeah. She says, I understand you're concerned about your listing uh, for X company being suspended and wish to get it reinstated as soon as possible. I'd like to inform you that we have an equipped team who will handle all cases related to suspended listings. So you'll need to fill out this reinstatement request form in order to have your issue reviewed by them. Regrettably, this team is experiencing the huge backlog, blah, 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 about the backlog. Wow. 
Yeah. Sounds like they need to hire some people. They do. And I bet they're, uh, well, actually, I don't, I wouldn't say I bet they're, they're jumping on that because I don't think it matters that much to them. I wish it did because yeah. we've seen uh, evidence by how long it's taken for Google to even touch all the major spam issues that they really don't put this as a high priority. Right. Which is sad. Well, I think this is an interesting lead into one of our user questions today too about Facebook potentially suspending somebody because of Google, which I'm really looking forward to talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, well, just to sort of finish off the uh, local bit here, I thought this is neat. Mike Blumenthal wrote an article on GatherUp.com uh, where he went to a local restaurant and really enjoyed it. And uh, being the nice guy he is, decided that he'd help them out. But he was noting that they had a text back option. I think that one part, I, I had to skim through the article, so I don't know whether or not they had this before he started working with them or not, but I know that GatherUp has the text back option. So I'm going to assume he pulled them into this. Anyways, what it does, it's really cool. They put a little, um, what do they call them, little A-frame sign on, on each of their little restaurant tables saying, mm -hmm. um, do you have feedback? Text back. Give us your feedback. We'd love to hear what you think about your 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 meal and what you do is and i'll bring it up here i know you got yours open but i'll just check mine again what you do is uh, you just text review to a particular phone number and then you'll be sent a link to fill out the feedback form using gather up which is a very streamlined system we use for many of our clients um and anyways apparently he's seen three times they've seen three times more reviews after starting this text back program um, pretty significant increase. And yeah, again, they don't have to ask. They've already got there and got it done in the sign and people can go, Hey, this is a wonderful meal and they can do it on the spot. That's great. That is very good. Have you ever seen anything like that before, John? I have not. Uh, me neither. It's pretty, pretty, pretty clever. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk about um, a little, something a little bit off the track before we jump into some user files. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business -business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies but you must act fast 
email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So, again, this is a bit off the track, but I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, essentially, Google is going to be displaying customer photos in shopping ads. Now, what I didn't get to is what the privacy issue is here, which is obviously what my first concern was. Um, Essentially, uh, read here, Google is rolling out a feature that will rolling out a feature that will allow retailers to display customer photos in Google shopping ads. I should note I'm reading this from Search Engine Journal. A customer's photo may be shown when the shopping ad includes a review left by the customer. Customers will have the opportunity to upload a photo when leaving a review after receiving a product they ordered. This will allow customers to show other shoppers what the product looks like in a real-life non-promotional photo. In turn, the photos may benefit retailers by encouraging more shoppers to buy the product. At the very least, the photo should help draw more attention to the ads. It oh, seemed okay. optional. I, so I thought it was going to be their face, their head. I got yeah, that wrong. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was a sneaky title. Yeah, it was more of a, that was more of a link bait title. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha you got me yeah. good, man. Damn. <laughs> no, but I think that, I think that's a good idea to allow people to upload photos. A lot of, a lot of e-commerce sites are already doing that. Um, across the board and to just make it another thing tied to shopping ads makes total sense. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I'm, I'm going all gangbusters on my local um, profile right now with Google and trying to build up my, I think I'm on level seven now and trying to get up to level eight, but it's going to take me, I think it's going to take me close to a year to get up there. There is a lot of points. It's three times as many points than was it was it? just to get into level four, uh, seven. Uh, some somebody we know just hit level ten. Uh, who was that? Yeah, that was. Uh, darn it! It'll come to me. Yeah, it'll come to. Me. He's he's in Texas, Houston. Um, it takes a long time. Yeah, it takes forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, some Mueller files. What's up? <laughs> so this was really interesting because there was a big discussion. Uh, this this started a big discussion on Facebook in. Uh, but um, John Mueller basically was asked a question about adding a slash to the end of the URL or not. Um, and it basically came out that you he says it, doesn't, it really doesn't matter which you do. You can use a slash or not use a slash, but he wants you to stay consistent and not necessarily. And as I read, as I read this a little deeper, it's not like being consistent about always use slashes on all your URLs or always use slashes or not use slashes on all URLs. It's more about if you're adding a URL to an XML file, 
um, if you're using links to it in navigation. It's all about the using, be consistent how you link to that particular page with or without, right? Don't do both. So as, as that URL appears different places on your site, whether it be in sitemaps um, or whatever, always be consistent on whether you're using a slash or not a slash, which makes yeah. a ton of sense. That's the kind of stuff we find in audits and it's so obscure that people are like, what? Why would that yeah. matter? And I totally get why they'd ask because it seems so small, yeah. but it, and, it, and, you know, and, yeah. and a lot of systems will automatic. You can, you can write um, a script to automatically add a backslash, but that's another redirect. It'll, it'll redirect. It'll do a 301 redirect to a backslash version, you know, and that's okay. But I personally, and I think a lot of people would agree. I don't know if you do or not, but the, the more redirects that you have internally in your site, the, the more of a problem it is because you shouldn't have to redirect within your own site because you have control of the code, right? So just make it work the way it's supposed to, unless there's some kind of issue with pages going away, those kind of things. But if it's something like this, where, you know, in one, one URL link, you have a backslash and another one you don't. Um, so you have to redirect those kind of redirects can easily be removed out of your system. So the, the, the more redirects you can have, um, removed out of your internal navigation, the better. You'll never get rid of them all because of you know, just other in, other issues. They always need the www and non dub or vice versa. But things like that, you can fix easily. So why would our listeners care? Care about what? <laughs> this issue, these redirects. Because uh, um, you, you really... A, it's a little bit more system resources. It's probably not enough to really harm you unless you got hundreds of thousands of them. Um, but it's really about consistency. And, and like Mueller said here, you, they, Google loves consistency and you don't want to have um, these kind of problems, you know, of, of inconsistency. I guess I don't, I guess I'm really not really clear on your question that they, they, they care because of the fact that Google knows you control your website. And if you have a bunch of errors or redirects that can easily be fixed, <clears throat> they're going to, uh, my personal opinion is they're going to think you're not as trustworthy of a site. Well, and the other things I, I would say are, are uh, kind of what I expected you to actually go for was, um, you let me down. Um, was I'm I was <laughs> trying to catch up. <laughs> was that, you know, it can lead to way too many redirects to get to specific content because that could just be one on a stack of things that could be happening. Um, you know, which can cause a pretty, um, well, it, it, it can trigger issues in your uh, Google search console. It can say, you know, you've got too many redirects. Um, yeah, redirect chains are a big issue for sure. Yeah. And uh, uh, the other thing is, yes, actually, uh, pretty much what you were talking about when it comes to this, the, the impact on your hosting, it shouldn't be much. But if you get enough of this and you have enough traffic, I can imagine it being quite an issue over time. Yeah, it's it's much different for smaller sites than it is for bigger sites. Absolutely. Much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's next here? You did the Mueller files today. Yes. So uh, this is kind of interesting, and it's actually very hit home to me today um, because something I discovered last week while I was in New York. But anyway, um, apparently someone asked John on um, Twitter. They, he said, "Look, I've had my site." button down and ready for mobile first indexing. I spent a lot of time and energy making my site ready for mobile first indexing. I'm paraphrasing here a little bit. Um, and John basically said, well, not all the sites have been put into mobile first. Um, 
which is really interesting to me because I've found out some of our new sites haven't been moved over to mobile first yet and they're been buttoned down and the in, and and doing my research like we've we've buttoned down our sites they're large sites so i can understand google taking their time and making sure we're ready but but they're, they're responsive sites um, they don't use m dots um they they pass all the mobile friendly tests i'm like why would they been moved with the mobile index and for me my analysis kind of came back and said it's because of our subdomains some of our subdomains are run by vendors that actually found one that, that had, had an M dot version of the, uh, the, the, the platform that they were running for us on a subdomain. The M dot version was showing much, much, much less content than the desktop version. M dot being the mobile version. Yeah. So they got yeah. a M dot version of a subdomain. So it's M dot subdomain dot domain. Right. And, and for me, it's like, well, okay, that would make total sense um, that they wouldn't put us on mobile first indexing because this this vendor has a really crazy M dot version of their site. We're getting them to rewrite the whole thing in responsive because so I'll be able to find out whether that was part of the problem. But that also says if that's the case, that these people that are arguing that subdomains are completely separate websites, that's not. There's a point in fact argument that that's not the case right there hmm. which is interesting but if you're not if, if you haven't received one of those notices in google search console saying that you've been moved to the the mobile first indexing and you think you've been ready for it and you're you know and you're not on mobile john mueller's telling us well not all of them have moved yet so and it is there's i have to admit i mean ours ours has step forth has and and i i have to admit it's pretty comforting because I know I can just focus on one form of the, uh, of their system. I, I like when we're designing, I can go, okay, I'm just going to focus on mobile. Obviously it's got to look good in desktop, but I don't have to be as focused and I don't have to worry about certain, um, things that conflict and will cause right. issues. It's great. Yeah. I do feel for anyone who has to be on the old one like you. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> I feel for me too. <laughs> <laughs> so both old or new domains do not benefit you in Google. Uh, love this one. That, you love that title, I know. I know. that Barry, if you're listening, just write a better title. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one is really interesting. It's something we've talked about for a long time. You know, the age of a domain itself, that actual, if you look at an analysis point in an audit, it says, how old is your domain? If, you're old, if your domain's five days old, or if your domain's 20 years old, that specific analysis point doesn't really have any benefit in Google. Yeah, we're not talking about the website. We're talking about the domain. The, the domain address. and its age, actually. Yes. Um, so, but there's a lot of things that happen around a website um, like links and old penalties and, you know, the fact that a brand new domain has no history or authority buildup, those kind of things actually do have, have some kind of impact on Google. They're not the actual age, like it's not the domain's birthday is a year old or the domain's birthday is 20 years old. It's all the stuff that happens to a website as it grows old that makes a big difference. So a new domain is not going to have that history, which is going to 
um, it's going to be a uh, limiter to how well it can do. An old domain have, might have a really strong history that's that's really beneficial to you that will help you. Yeah. So age does matter, but but not because of the age, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, for example, you could have links pointing to the website from the old uh, to. Let's say you picked up a domain that had been used before, and it's relevant. That's very important. Um, it had a site that was very similar to yours, um, pretty much the same target market. If you got that and it had a, a fair number of links that had pointed to it over the years, and those are still existence, or at least some of them are, if that starts, if that's what you use for your website, well, there's going to be a certain rub off that could help there. Um, it's they have said before that they try to monitor that and try to dis, you know, uh, remove some of the benefit of that, but there's still going to be some, and th that's something you can't ignore. Yeah, and I, I hate, as much as I hate to ask this question, I need you to define rub off for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, okay, so it will rub off on you. So it's going to get like a, a bit more um, the the page rank, the page, the 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 authority of the website will will pass along to your you new website okay. over time. Gotcha. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Bugger. Okay. Um, An AI couldn't have done that. <laughs> that's true it's true <laughs> um okay now another bit here of uh, john mueller job. yeah yeah <laughs> john mueller is going to be launching a where did i put it here um ask the google webmasters youtube video series and damn it i lost the page i'm gonna have to bring it up again um it's kind of cool. It's going to have essentially what he's going to allow you to do is he's going to ask SEOs to submit questions to him using the hashtag ask Google webmasters on Twitter. And once he has those, he's going to, I guess the ones he likes, he's going to create videos about uh, video responses. Um, and you know what? That's a very good idea. They're, it's kind of funny. They, they've been doing these webmaster hangouts for a long time and they're great, well, but well, really they don't get a lot of value from it as much as they will from this. Is, is that replacing the Hangouts? Because I agree, this is a much better way to do it because mm -hmm. people get Hangouts. And if you're not on there, you have to rely on somebody like Barry to like find the gems inside that hour and a half long video. Mm -hmm. um, this is a much better way to, to handle this stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. So I, I don't know if it's replacing it. It doesn't say anything about that. Um, the, the, other, the other side of that coin, though, is when you're in sitting in that hour and a half long he doesn't get to edit which questions he answers. Yes, that's true. Although he does, he doesn't answer every question, I'm sure. True. <laughs> but yes, he, ha he doesn't have as much time to prep his answers. Right. That's a big, big one. Uh, although uh, maybe this, the, the verse is true. Maybe when he has more time to prep, he can give away a little more. <laughs> I doubt it though. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. <laughs> Okay, we're going to jump into questions in a minute, but let's uh, just take a quick break first. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 2019 International Web Award Competition. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. Web Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site. And the winners go to, well, you'll have to see for yourself. You can't win if you don't enter 
deadline for entries is May 31st, 2019. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. Webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing. Maria Retan, Larry Weber, Tim Ash, James and Arlene Martell, Ross Dunn, John Carcutt, Shahab Zagari, Peggy Ann Salt, Bennett Kelly, Jillian Music, Dan Kennedy. From SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry. Please join me in welcoming Andrew Hayford. Pleased to have Jim Lanzone. Please welcome Ariana Huffington. Please welcome Jason Calcanis. On air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So first question is from Ben Culleton. He says, hi, all. I'm looking for opinions on the SEMrush backlink audit tool. I have a site that has never undertaken activities to gain unnatural links, so I haven't bothered too much with disavow files. However, SEMrush is showing a high number, over 100, of toxic domains, and they seem to increase each week. I'm interested to know what sort of number other what what how do you say? I'm interested to know what sort of other sites are seeing it. I don't know what he's saying here. And, and how many? Well, <laughs> I'm interested. I'm, saying, I'm interested to know what sort of things other sites are seeing in this tool. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, and how many of you go against Google guidelines and disavow these toxic links anyway? Well, it's not dis. Okay, so it's not against Google guidelines to disavow toxic links. Um, it, it's, they suggest that um, if you are worried about it, go for it. Um, it's not supposed to be something you just go willy-nilly and do. But if you want to go and disavow, it's not going to hurt you. Um, if you think they aren't toxic, you don't want to disavow them. And these tools are tools. They're not answering every question and they're certainly fallible um so yeah. the fact that you're seeing them increase though that is interesting now if your website is just being um i don't know what kind of history SEM rush has on your website um perhaps it's just noticed it perhaps it's building that history that's well, why you're seeing more i can tell you last month june um and, and maybe this is why you're seeing them increase 
SEM Rush itself drastically increased the number of, of sites and keywords and they just really increase the sizes of their database. And they, they're actually some indicators and in some charts they have. And you, you all of a sudden see anomalies where maybe you were, you were ranking for a hundred keywords and now you're ranking for 400 keywords in like overnight. That's because SEM rush has changed its platform dramatically over the last month, sizes, databases and stuff. Maybe that could be tied into the idea that you're seeing additional, uh, um, toxic domains show up in that backlink. I, I don't use the backlink audit tool hardly at all, so I'm not really sure um, if it's connected to that and if that could be part of that, but just something to know that they've made major changes last month. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I haven't got enough experience in it myself, and I know, unfortunately, you've had a lot of responses that are your main response in our in our Google or Facebook group has been that uh, someone hasn't used it, just use Ahrefs. Uh, Ahrefs is good, by the way. Um, I would like to get S give SEM Rush a little more of a, a try for their um, backlink tool. Um, honestly, I use either Moz or Majestic SEO, or you know, there's a number of other tools I pick first. Yeah, uh, I've used Majestic most of, most of my career. Or, I mean, since they've been around, anyway. Yeah. Well, and SEM Rush, I got to give them credit. They've been growing. They've been doing really good stuff. Their mm -hmm. keyword tool is amazing. Um, love using it. Uh, so it could keyword be that magic. this is pretty good. Keyword magic is magic. It is. The keyword magic tool is magic. They did a great job with it. I've gone and used that to hone down, I think it was uh, one point some odd million keywords over the course of a month one time. Shoot me. Wow. It was not a lot of fun. But it was way faster using that tool than if I'd used most of the other ones I've ever used. So. I was impressed. That's awesome. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> sorry to give you a better answer than that. I do think, though, that if 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 it is, you know, kind of dovetailing off uh, John's answer there, if it is because the database has grown, the stuff could just be noted, be recently noticed. You can tell I'm not sleeping while I'm not. <laughs> I I start to trip over my words. Anyways, um, it, it could be that. SEM Rush just hit a huge batch of domains that had links, or maybe they just found a bunch of garbage sites. Um, you know, that is a spider. Uh, it's finding things, and sometimes they, they just run into a whole lot of uh, particular pieces of data that are showing up for you. There's a lot of things that could be. Yeah, and to Ross's point earlier, don't just assume that because SEM Rush tells you it's a toxic domain that it is, take a look at it. Um, yourself, even though it's a hundred, it'll take some time, but it's worth it. And if you agree and you think, yep, these are toxic domains, don't worry about uh, doing the disavow, disavow them. Google's probably also already disavowing or, or their form of disavow, but it doesn't matter if you do it as well. It's not a problem. Yeah. And focus on getting good ones, you know, get some great content out yeah. there. Um, focus more on that. Don't let this stuff dissuade you too much. Uh, it's, uh, if you see it continue and start getting more and more and more and more, uh, toxic domains, uh, then perhaps you've got a negative SEO issue on your hands. Um, very rare. I'm sure they're extremely rare, but it could happen. Uh, and maybe that's something to consider. And we don't know what, we don't know what niche he's in. We don't know what his competition would look like if he's in a, a niche that is full of shady players. I'm not saying he is, but if he's in a niche that's full of shady players, that could be something to, to be um, looked at as well. All right. Next question here. This is the one you were looking forward to. So I'll let oh, you handle yeah. it. 
So the, Rob Dolby wrote a, has a very interesting problem. Um, and he starts his quest. I have an interesting problem, but he, he's got a really long question. So I'm going to try to. Um, but you could just skip to the, the key point I'm, here. We only I'm going to do, so. do the Cliff Notes version of his, of his uh, question. So he implemented Google FAQ schema on his site a while ago. And look, great for him, he got Google to actually show um, some rich results tied to that schema in his search results, which is great. His problem is that in those rich results, um, Google is actually, and I haven't seen this, um, but it's actually pulling in his HTML markup. Um, and the links that he has in those are affiliate links. They're affiliate links to Amazon. Well, Amazon has decided that he is... Um, using AdWords PPC because they assume anything coming from google.com is a paid, paid um, advertising, which is against their terms and conditions. And they're threatening to close his, his Amazon account because of the affiliate links in the schema markup rich results he's getting in organic search. Yeah, and to note, that means um, Amazon is his, one of his main um, sources of income through these affiliate links. and. <clears throat> the schema markup, this rich snippet essentially is under his domain. Um, it's showing more information about a site and happens to have links to their affiliate, that are affiliate based. Very rare. I've never heard of such a thing. I haven't either. And I actually and reached out to their child for something like that to have yeah. happen. It's good news in most cases, but in this case it's yeah, not. Um, I actually reached out to a friend of mine um, who is a national speaker on Amazon advertising and, and, told him about this said have you ever heard of this and, and what could, what could he do about it he's never heard of this either right so he was like i've never heard of that i don't know what to do so um rob is, yeah exactly <laughs> rob i think i think you've done the right thing he, he's removed his schema markup um but he says google is still showing the uh rich results which is kind of odd to me i think it it's one of those things where it's going to go away um, it, it's, it, I don't know how they would continue to show that without the schema markup in there, but he says it is. Um, Amazon has basically given him a little bit of time to prove that he's gotten rid of this stuff. Little. But, yeah, but he, he actually followed up in a comment. I, and so um, his, his question was, is there a way to turn, off, turn the excerpts off so he doesn't get banned from Amazon? And I think removing this schema was the right way to go. Um, we used to have, didn't we used to have a way to uh, uh, turn off the, site links? Yeah, turn off site links in the old version of Search Console. I don't know if we can do that anymore. No, I don't think Not that I know of. Um, but you, you did exactly what I would have recommended is get rid of that schema right away. Yeah, because you're looking at, I mean, you mentioned that he, he mentions in here the nuclear option, uh, which is adding the no snippet tag. Um, but just by removing the schema, I think is the best way to go. And I don't know if he, if he's got an issue where it's still not being removed though, it's still showing up. I wonder if, um, doing a URL submission, you know, um, what do they call it again? Drawing a blank. Oh, do a resubmit, do put those in an XML sitemap and resubmit it, get them crawled again real quick. Well, that, or you can do it manually too, right? Um, yeah. You can go, go into inspect URL and you can inspect. have it. Thank you. That's what I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. yeah, and and see if that triggers a change. It's that's very good, strange. That's a good idea. The only thing I doubt, and I don't know, I, I really wonder whether or not they're the same system. Is snippets driven by something else? I don't know. Um, 
Yeah. I think I would I'd test Ross's suggestion. Go find a couple of those URLs directly out of your search results. Um, after you've moved the, the schema markup, go to, to your search console, hit inspect URL, put those URLs in and have them recrawl it. And, and hopefully it's not an issue where that schema markup is being stored elsewhere and doesn't get refreshed as often. Hopefully. Right. Hopefully. Uh, it would make sense that that's possible though. Anyway, I really hope you do well here, Rob. Please let us know how it goes. You'll know, unfortunately, in two days left. Two days, whether or not it's fixed. Well, that two days, I think, was from yesterday. So I'm, I think we need to okay. go back into the, the group and do the suggestion you just did, Ross, the, the, the inspector I'll resubmit for him so he doesn't miss his deadline. Yes, yeah, by the time he listens to this. This show's not going to be on for a few days. So, <laughs> Ouch, yes. Okay, well, Rob, good luck. I really am we're both interested in seeing how this turns out and I hope it's the best for you. Yeah, absolutely. And let us know what happens. And if they do, if they do, um, you know, get you banned, I'm assuming eventually, with, since you removed that schema, that, that has to drop off at some point and you should be able to get back in at that point. But I would man. also assume that I know it looks like he's targeted Amazon here with all these issues, but has Google, has he contacted, not that it's easy to contact Google, but you know, it's the sort of thing you could ask Google about, go, look, do you know that you're affiliate, you're showing affiliate links that alone should get them acting on it. Yeah. You'd think that might actually have a better chance of success if Amazon's being bullish about it. Um, and, and, I can, and I can understand why Amazon, is is blocking everything coming from google.com but uh it is kind of odd it's a very weird situation well uh first i'd like to recap that if you go to seo101radio.com you can sign up for our podcast show notes so please do uh sign up i think you'll find it useful and and we'll keep it up we'll keep it up we'll get it on time get it on time <laughs> almost every time i'm i'm fairly certain <laughs> Is that for reassuring? <laughs> it's, you sound like you are really, really sure you might do something. Maybe yes, it does. No, we will. We will. I've got someone actually hired to help me with this stuff now. So yay! <sighs> well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the director of SEO for Advanced Local. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO. 101 podcast on Facebook. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.